0: From Future Founders HQ in the podcasting studio at 1871 in downtown Chicago, this is The Insider, your fast pass for the latest news, tools, and debates for young entrepreneurs. Be sure to leave feedback about your experience with us today in our survey at the bottom of the ePass. Thanks for listening. get started by introducing myself. My name is Ryan Dietrich, and I am a YouTuber and real estate investor. My YouTube series is called Abandoned Comfort, and it is about me and my partner's journey to being financially independent and location independent. And our vessel for that currently is through a sailboat. So for the past two years, we've traveled full-time, majority of that on our sailboat. And with the real estate side of things... You know, it's it's become more of we're working with contractors, which I know that's what you do, Stephen. And our our interpretation of it thus far has been, you know, it's solely dependent upon that one contractor, how reliable they are in an industry where a lot of those contractors are not very reliable. So you want to share your experience with that, Stephen?
1: Well, sure. Hey, guys. uh, My name is Steven Tinney. I am the founder, CEO of Creative Home Maintenance, where I tackle what's on people's to-do lists. And, you know, coming into the game with that reputation where uh, contractors and handymen have this uh, reputation that follows them that, uh, you know, they can sometimes go MIA or drop the ball in miscommunication. Uh, can really affect a company's brand uh, and even a, a company or a, um, a business in general uh, as the stereotype kind of proceeds in a lot of cases. So how, how exactly, like,
0: because the two contractors that we've had now, the first one came in, they looked at the work that needed to be done. And they're like, all right, Ryan, I got to run to Home Depot. I'll be back with some bags. (laughs) When they're at Home Depot, they text me like, oh, this is a lot more work than we thought it was. And then they just kind of faded away. So I feel like a lot of that comes from, you know, like doing one-off jobs and then like not specializing in a certain thing. So has there been something that you found works best for building your brand with like the types of work that you do? Is there certain things that you want to specialize with? In
1: terms of that, I think... (laughs) Having a specialized skill set is definitely comes highly recommended so you know what you're getting into. Each project's a little bit different. You know, what's worked for me has been just full transparency and honesty up front. Hey, this is something I've done before and I feel confident uh, moving forward with this. Or hey, this is actually a little bit bigger project than anticipated. Here are some of my concerns up front with it. Uh, here are some possible solutions to address those concerns. And if this is a, you know something that I feel needs to be referred out, here are a list of references that you can reach out to towards the client. Yeah, I, I think that's key, not only for, for your
0: business, but mine as well. I mean, our series now has you know, close to 8 million views on it. And if you're not being authentic and transparent with whatever your audience is, especially at those types of numbers for us, people can, they can read through that. You know, like it's, it's very difficult to go on telling a lie when you have that many people staring at your life and you're sharing it so intimately. And I, I think setting the right expectation, especially with
1: your line of work is so important. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, how did you go about building that brand as a founder, since you are sort of the face of your company?
0: I think it's just being true to yourself. Like I said, I mean, you really can't can't really fake anything with with YouTube. It kind of goes against some of that like entrepreneur wisdom that's out there. You know, the whole fake it till you make it thing. With ours, it's just been you know set the right expectation, be fully transparent from the get go. And then it makes a lot of the stuff that you're producing and showing to your audience that easier. It's not, oh, I need to put on this hat and be this type of person for my audience. No, it's just be, I'm being my authentic true self for them. What are some of your biggest challenges right now, Ryan? You know, taking on our first real estate project that we are taking for the, the full life cycle. So from buying it, fixing it up, to eventually renting it out on Airbnb. We've only done that latter portion of it where you just rented it out on Airbnb. So this is the the first time we've taken on this full life cycle. So I would say a challenge is trying to find the right people to to do the work on the house. I mean, people like you that specialize in certain things, but in the industry it, it's it's a very antiquated industry where it's it's hard to to go beyond just referrals. It seems to be everything is rooted in that. So making connections and then figuring out who are their recommended people to do the work on the house. Because we're looking at spending close to $100,000 on fixing up the house. And that's a significant portion of our investment in it. So,
1: mm.
0: you know, it's not something that can be taken lightly where, you know, we wasted $10,000 and the project didn't go out correctly. So a lot of growing pains with that. But that's, that's really the main challenge. Any of those challenges that I'm dealing
1: with as a a real estate investor relate to you and things that you deal with? I think it kind of goes back to that building a brand, right? When you are spending thousands of dollars on a project versus a couple hundred, people's expectations start to shift. Um, The need for a referral really goes a long way. So how do we get referrals and what makes people select certain brands, certain companies over others. Yelp obviously has a lot of weight. Uh, Nowadays, you know, the threat of somebody leaving a bad Yelp review is oftentimes enough to change the the client's behavior a little bit, right? And so um, thinking a little bit more about about brand and what sets somebody apart and to the client meets their expectations before they even meet the person, right? And then that's what you want. You want to feel confident that this is the right person to go with because you're getting a referral from Yelp or a referral from a friend goes a long way. I would say one of the challenges with that with me is that as I start to grow my business and start to grow my team... I'm ultimately held responsible and my name is ultimately on the line. No matter who's doing the work, the buck stops here. And learning to take responsibility for other people's behaviors when you're growing a team. I'm sorry, I didn't see that tuck pointing on that brick column there, sir. We must have missed that. That's our responsibility. We'll come back, no problem, and make sure we get that tuck pointing in those bricks. Yeah, I think that's one of the the dangers of you know having your own
0: personal brand is when it comes time to the contract stuff out or to scale, and then recognizing that ultimately that decision started with you. Maybe the end result wasn't what the desired result was for the homeowner, customer, whoever it is. But ultimately, because it is your personal brand, the buck stops with you. Like you're saying, making sure that the expectation within your own mind is set correctly, making that decision to expand beyond sailboat living and into other adventures. It was done with the the expectation that this isn't going to be easy. And some of the feedback that we're gonna get throughout that time is going to be negative. Maybe majority of it might be, or we perceive it to be that, but we're going into that with the expectation of this is what is going to happen. We're dealing with that for the right reasons, and that relates all back to the mission of the series, where we want to provide our viewers with an actual guide to pursue their own great adventure. And not everyone's adventure is going to be related to sailboat living. So for us, it's just looking back on our mission and just saying, hey, this is the correct move. It might hurt right now in the short term, but in the long term, this is uh, definitely the way that the ship should be steering. I like the reference to... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you like that <laughs> Indeed. you know having $50,000 in debt mostly of student loans and saying how can we get out of this in order for us to live a more free life because that's that's our why you know like the thing that makes us most happy is freedom and owning our time so that's that's really what we're getting into the, the real estate investment space for is to to own more of our time but it's all so brand new
1: Yeah, you know, uh, branding, personal mission, core value systems, uh, all relating back to why I do what I do and why ultimately I take responsibility for what I do is I believe that I am providing value and I want to deliver high value to my clients. And if there's ever any issue where they feel that value has not been provided. I want to be, you know, made aware of that. And that's not always an easy conversation to have somebody where you have expectations and they're not being met. I just had a client recently that they went weeks without telling me of an issue, you know, and I'm, when I think about this topic here, it's like, I care about my brand. I care about my customers. I care about my own value system when it comes to my business. So taking responsibility for things that come up in any type of business you're going to have things that come up and if those expectations aren't made clear from either you know myself or the other party then there's a lot of room for miscommunication and a lot of room for mistakes to be made and relationships to be damaged and ultimately reputation again we go back to that those reviews you can't please everybody, but if you're maintaining constant communication with somebody, how are we doing? How are things progressing? It really goes a long way. It, it kind
0: of is like a stopgap for you too because you're opening up the communication on your end so that you're you're wide open to it. You're like, please, like, tell me what is going on. And in a way, that reduces the amount of end result negative review because it came directly to you before it even got to that. Maybe it was just... You know, the customer had something that they were kind of iffy on, but you were so open about it and you had that channel wide open to them where you were saying, is there anything else that we can get done? Is there anything that you know, wasn't to your standard that reduces the, the negative impact on your brand in the long term? Because that doesn't take them as the last resort as writing that negative review. Have you seen
1: some of that, Ryan, in your YouTube series where you tried to provide a value And somebody has not seen it as a value or I think you mentioned even you took a kind of a shift within the content that you were posting. And I think you mentioned some of your viewers were upset or felt that you were making a poor decision. I mean, it's it's YouTube, so it's a totally different
0: ballgame. So for us, I feel like we're, we're firing customers all the time it's like we're, we're providing a, a service to them for complete for free like they're not paying anything for it so there's not sure. there's not too much of an exchange there that's what makes it such a different business mm-hmm. and i mean our following has allowed us to you know cast the net really wide but we don't want to touch all of those people it's more you know our brand is very specific to providing an actionable guide and on youtube some people might be going in there for other reasons like entertainment and our channel is solely not, it's not for that. It's for an actionable guide. It's for informational purposes, educational purposes, and inspirational purposes. So understanding how that viewer is interacting with YouTube, a lot of the times they could just be there for entertainment. And it's more just, hey, you know, you, you're not going to like our content. In a way, you're, you're leaving us a negative review. But for our business, the weird part is that actually helps because they're interacting with the content. But in the long term, it's just, you know, we don't really want to share our journey with you if you're not going to be in it for the right reasons in our minds. So we're creating the content for educational purposes. They're there for entertainment. It's just a misunderstanding. So that's an example of us just having to, you know, fire a customer, I guess is the best way to put it. But it's Mm -hmm. YouTube. It's a totally different beast than, you know, a business. So, like, if you had to deal with something like that where they're saying, well, this tuck pointing wasn't done correctly, Steve. Even I need you to scrape out all the mortar and do it all over again. You're not going to really be in that that case where you can say, all right, I'm done. I'm not going to deal with this. Unless they're they're a customer that, you know, they are so particular with stuff, but they didn't set the correct expectation on their end. And they're more of a nuisance. But I would say that the proportion of you having to fire customers compared to me, you know, it should be a lot less on your end because people are actually paying you, you know. Right, right. Fair enough. With the, uh, the negative reviews, how do you take those and not let it affect you personally?
1: Because I do take such great pride in my work that, uh, you know, when those conversations do come up and expectations haven't been met, um, you know, that, that is a really challenging thing for me, especially any business owner. Um you know, who cares about what they're doing um, can often take that personally. Uh, but I, I honestly go into every engagement uh, knowing that I'm there to deliver value and I'm upfront, honest, and willing to take responsibility for whatever happens And if a client is unwilling or unable to communicate with me their concerns along the way and have me address them along the way, then if it gets to a point where I'm hearing about a tuck point, I'm using that as an example here, but like tuck pointing and I'm hearing about it two weeks later, that that doesn't help anybody, right? So there's only so much responsibility that I can take. Again, I think pointing out my responsibility to go above and beyond in the communication world where i have to constantly be reaching out and checking in how are things you know because i can't depend on the client to always do that yeah Uh, and i'm sure that took you know
0: a few bad experiences on your end where you realized you know i'm hearing about all these things and it's two three weeks after the fact how can i negate that by saying hey you know is there anything that i missed and really you know driving home that point to to your customer yeah was there a specific like experience when you first started the business where you realized this is all on me i need to start taking
1: more ownership of the problems even if it wasn't my fault probably when i started hiring being ultimately responsible for somebody other than myself you know if it's just me I have very happy clients, um, you know, but you can't please everybody. Jordan Peterson came out with a a video on YouTube recently where he's just like, out of a hundred people, how can I say that I'm not going to offend one person out of a group of a hundred? Somebody is going to be offended. I think it falls on the business owner to determine what strategies and methods can you implement that are going to help them minimize that. It's a constant learning process, but really when when you start bringing more people on board, you just have to understand that your name is attached to the business and how do you want that business to run and how do you implement your core values into your team? Yeah, it's tough, especially when the business is you know so
0: true to yourself because it is your personal brand. Like, How, how do you have an employee come on and have the same buy-in and engagement that you have with your own personal brand when it's
1: not theirs. You got to have a clear, definitive goal of where you're heading first and foremost. And so as a step towards that is I have been growing my team and understanding how to meet expectations of clients that a year or two year ago I was focused on you know, several hundred dollar client. Now I'm focused on several thousand, multi-thousand dollar jobs. So that in itself is is taking me a step where just dealing with those kind of numbers, you start to look at things different, plan things different. Yeah, it seems like you're trying to make the transition from working in the
0: business to, you know, working on it. Like removing yourself from the equation when it's a personal
1: brand, it's just so much stickier and harder than most other businesses yeah, by removing myself from the labor, removing myself eventually from the marketing or the project management, getting somebody else to fill those roles, that's how I'm eventually going to be able to take a more leadership role, investor role. What was like some of the first few steps that you took
0: in order to start that transition? Because it's a big move especially when it's you know it's it's your brand it's your personal brand it's your name on the business
1: some tangible actionable advice for founders looking to get into this space your network is your net worth and i f- have found that that's really uh, an important step in building your personal brand is what resources do you have available to you to either help you or to help others? Ultimately, you have to be able to use your social skills in a way that makes people want to do business with you. Understanding people in terms of psychology helps me deal with clients that have so many different personality types. I, Almost any opportunity I have to learn something new, I'm jumping on board, even if it's kind of unrelated to my field of expertise, because it just broadens my horizon and makes me more relatable to other people that have skills that I don't have. How about you, Ryan? The thirst for knowledge is is so important, but above all else,
0: I mean, you you just have to start and then figure it out from there. In the short run, it's going to be tough, and in the long run, it's definitely worth it to own your time, to, to build a personal brand around yourself. There's definitely going to be trials and tribulations, but at the end of the day, you know, it's worth it. Being able to delineate between what things do I take and really digest it and make it sort of an evolution in my brand, or what sort of things should I just throw out and not even listen to. Because there's a lot of noise in the marketplace. So being able to, to differentiate between those two, is it's tough. But again, in, in the long run, it's 100% worth it. So people get, get in touch with me through my website, which is abandoncomfort.com, where you can just type it in pretty much anywhere. Uh, you'll find our social media handles or the website. Just reach out through that. I'm happy to, to discuss anything related to entrepreneurship, building a personal brand, YouTube, real estate, any of those things, I'm more than happy to, to share the stuff that I've figured out along my, my trials and
1: tribulations. Nice. Thanks, Ryan. And same invitation goes out to all of you. Feel free to reach out, contact me with questions, be happy to share more insight into the workings of building my own business uh, with anybody uh, you can reach me at my email, which is my last name, Tinny, T-I-N-N-E-Y, Tinny Business at Gmail. Um, or check out my website, which is tacklemytodolist.com. do list.com. Feel free to reach out. All right. This is Ryan Dietrich signing Thanks. off
0: for Stephen Tinman Tenny on the Future Founders Podcast. The Future Founders podcast is produced by the Future Founders team. As a reminder, be sure to leave feedback about your experience with us today in our survey at the bottom of the ePass. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next month.